Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. Do you long to intentionally craft a way of life that aligns with who you are? Do you find that especially hard as a multi-passionate because you don't see yourself in the models society has given us? Don't worry. I made you something to fix that. Lifestyle design for multi-passionates is the guidebook I wish I'd had from the beginning. Answer a few questions about your deepest struggles and get focusing hacks, time management strategies, job suggestions, and confidence-enhancing tools specific to who you are. Plus, learn to steal back 24 hours a month. No big deal. That's just a whole extra day to do more sparkly things. Go and grab your free copy today at jennyoconnor.com forward slash good life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of Multi-Passionate Like a Boss, the podcast formerly known as The Everything Enthusiast. I am so excited to have this like new show. I feel like I personally got a facelift. Like I'm a whole new version of my podcasting self here to present hopefully really helpful info to you guys about how to design the exact life you want that allows you to touch all of your different passions and not have to leave anything behind and not have to feel stressed out and overwhelmed about how to make that happen for yourself. And more than anything, If you want to monetize some of your passions, I'm going to show you how to do that. But I'm also going to tell you right up front, stop trying to monetize all of your passions because that is the quickest way to suck the joy out of what you love to do. And if you're hell-bent on monetizing everything, it is impossible to get anything done in any sort of efficient way because you're doing 250 things at once because you can't allow yourself to just do watercolor for the sake of doing watercolor. So I really don't believe in balance as a multi-passionate. I think the scales tip one way for a season and then they tip the other way. And that's even going to be reflected in your business model. If you decide to pursue more than one passion as a business, but I will say that our unique version of balance, if you want to call it that can include more than one thing and then have space for allowing the other things to be there simply for the fun of it and to serve no purpose outside of they make you feel good. That is the goal. And that is enough. So because today is the first episode of the newly rebranded show, I wanted to describe to you what I am calling the thriving multi-passionate timeline, which is basically the life cycle of a multi-passionate from discovering that that's what you are and that you're not alone to truly thriving and killing it as a multi-passionate professional or hell, even a stay-at-home parent 
who's just crushing it at life. The journey I'm learning begins with being totally overwhelmed and distracted and ends with being financially free. And when I say financially free, I actually mean free in all of the ways. So having time freedom, no longer feeling like a workaholic. So time to spend with your loved ones or take vacations when you want to, but also having location freedom. If you are like me and being a digital nomad has been on your radar and is one of the things like on your bucket list, I'm going to teach you how to set yourself up for that as well. Especially in light of lockdown being lifted in most places now, it's time to re-embrace that dream. I know a lot of people were already engaged in the digital nomad lifestyle and just kind of kept it going during COVID, but I was in sort of a transition place where that was going to be my next move and then lockdown happened and then during lockdown, I got a cat. Now it's complicated because if I were to get a trailer and drive around the country, I feel like my cat would be so miserable inside of a little tiny space because then where would she exercise her zoomies? I think I still want to do it, but I'm going to have to buy her like a giant mesh cat tent. And when I say giant, I mean something that like push it and it pops up and it's going to be even bigger than the trailer because she needs to spaz out and expel that energy. This kitty has some spunk and she needs to run around. It's so funny because as I say this, I look over at her and she's completely passed out right now. (laughs) But I swear, I sincerely wish I could experience the same maniacal glee she has every time she eats or poops. For real. That's gratitude, you guys. So anyway, this journey from overwhelm to freedom is essentially a customer journey. And if you decide that you want to start your own business at some point, you're going to have to map out the ideal customer journey for your customer as well. So this is going to sort of give you a framework for doing that. But really what I want this to do as you're listening to me explain this today is so is for you to be able to identify where you are in this journey. So I'm going to give you a list of symptoms for each phase so you can sort of figure out which phase you're in. And then I'm going to give you a checklist for how to move beyond that phase. And so that's going to be in a downloadable PDF that you guys can go and grab for free. And then you can print it out and just start checking off the boxes. So Let's do this. Let's give ourselves the financial and time and location freedom that we all desire to have so badly. Let's talk about it. So many of you guys who write into me and tell me that you feel seen for the first time ever in this podcast, which makes my entire life, by the way, thank you so much. I love you guys. So many of you are in phase one, and I'm calling that phase the overwhelm zone. So the symptoms of this are naturally that you feel overwhelmed. Yeah. You're distracted by everything. You say things like, Oh my God, I'm so squirrel brained. I'm sorry. You know, that's, you feel squirrel brained all the time because there's so much that you want to do that it's literally impossible to choose one thing. And even if you chose one thing, you wouldn't know where to begin. That one single thing feels like it has so many steps and the destination is so goddamn far away that even wrapping your head around that one thing makes your chest tight with anxiety. You also feel super busy because you're trying to do so many things and trying to satisfy all of your curiosities at the exact same time. So nothing's actually really happening. No observable progress is being made. So you're constantly getting to the end of your day and saying, what did I actually get done today? Like, I don't know if you guys... We're in college and you had weekends where you just partied all weekend. And then someone like at work on Monday would say like, what'd you do this weekend? And you'd be like, I can't remember. 
that's what I feel like those busy days are where you, (laughs) it's like 6 PM and you think I did so much today and you cannot remember a single one of those things. Yeah. That's because none of them were significant. That's because you're being busy, but not efficient. And you're not investing your energy in the right things. So in the overwhelm zone, you are super bogged down in these types of like energy sucks. In this zone, you might feel misunderstood by people around you who are not multi-passionate and who seem to find the fact that you're always working on something new amusing in a way that may or may not be really condescending. Oh, so what are you working on this month? They might say to you. Mm, You know, there's judgment behind that statement and it sucks to feel like nobody gets you. That is what this space is for. I get you. And everyone who I have met and interviewed on this show, we all get you. I'm actually working on a collaboration with Danielle Ewell from episode 45. And we are creating an online community where you can come and join us And we will always understand you, even if you're doing 250,000 things at the exact same time. You are just a human after our own hearts. So in this first phase of the timeline, you might actually worry that you have nothing to show for your life but a string of unfinished projects. You can see them on your shelf. All of the pieces of them are collecting dust and it makes you feel low-level sad every time you look at them about the time and the money that you've spent on this stuff that you just like may never finish. The joy is gone. You're not into it anymore. makes you feel like a failure. It makes you feel like you waste money. You're flaky. You can't commit to anything. Am I right? Listen to mistaken assumptions that make us commitment phobic. It's episode 11. If you want to feel a whole lot better about yourself. Another huge symptom of this stage is that your job leaves you wanting. It does not satisfy you creatively. That is why you are so distracted by other things, because there's so much that you could be doing that would make you so much happier than the thing that you are doing. But maybe you feel stuck because you don't want to walk away from a steady paycheck where you feel obligated because you've put in this certain amount of time and you're so close to that promotion. There's something that's keeping you stuck there. But in essence, you're asking yourself, is this all there is? You want more out of life. You know you're meant for more, but you just don't know how to get it. So the strategy when you're in the overwhelm zone is to find clarity because everything gets easier once you create your own personal compass. Making decisions gets easier. Knowing what you should be working on gets easier. Even that one task, if you were able to narrow it down to one, let's say, the steps in chronological order, become easier to see. You open your eyes and it's like the yellow brick road is in front of you and following it just makes sense. That all comes from getting clarity. So here's the checklist for making that happen. Step one, you're going to brain dump anything and everything that has ever appealed to you. Get it down on paper. And I'm not kidding. Anything you've ever done and stopped doing, anything you might do again, it goes on this list. All of the things that you want to do right now go on this list. Things you're sort of interested in, but have been avoiding because that's yet another rabbit hole you might go down. I have so many of these things, you guys. Like human design, don't talk to me about human design. I know that that is a rabbit hole. I will go down, possibly never come up again for error. Cryptocurrency, same thing. So it's okay to have a thousand things on this list when you're done. But part of the point of this exercise is that you won't. You won't have a thousand things on that list. You'll have way less than that, which will make you feel calmer, 
Right now, while it's all in your head, it feels probably even bigger than a thousand. It feels like a million things. And as you start to do this exercise, this funny thing happens. Like overwhelm might increase just a touch at first. When you first start brain dumping, you're like, ah, there's so many things. But then it will decrease dramatically. And you'll see it's really only like 50 or 60 things, maybe not even. And that is a hell of a lot less than a thousand. And you'll add to this list over time. This is where you will keep track of all of the things that you find fascinating. And the good news is that some of them will go away before you ever even have the chance to fall down the rabbit hole. But you're going to add to this list too as life progresses. It's fine. It's a living document. It, like you, is a work in progress. The next thing that you're going to do is give yourself permission to do everything on this list eventually. Vow to yourself that what you are working towards is creating a kind of freedom that will allow you to do all of this one day. So if you set up a business that's going to earn you passive income in the proper way starting today, you won't have to work super hard in the future. And you can play with all these rabbit holes all day long. So that's the goal. So there are two episodes you should listen to on the topic of freedom. The first one is episode 30, which is literally called The Secret to Freedom. And the second one is episode 28, where I interview Laura Maya on permission or the key to happiness. These both dig into this topic a little deeper and really truly touch on how your life as a multi-passionate changes the moment you start to speak to yourself in this kinder way where it's okay. We're going to get to this all one day and it's totally fine that if you want to do it all and it's totally possible, it will change the game and somehow make you feel less overwhelmed. I know it sounds counterintuitive that if you tell yourself it's okay to do 6,000 things, like that ought to be overwhelming, but it's not. It's the act of telling yourself, oh, there's so many things and I have to figure out which one and just do that one. That is the thing that is making your chest tight with anxiety. The other thing that you're going to do right away is give yourself permission to stop doing the things that don't make you happy anymore. When you've gotten what you came for, when they make you miserable, when they're no longer interesting, when you wake up and you're like, oh, I hate the thought of doing this thing, you can stop. So I've also done a couple episodes around this subject as well. One was super recent, episode 51, Quit Already. It's a 10-minute tip. It is super short and digestible, and it will give you a framework for running any idea where you think, I don't want to do this anymore, whether it's a job or a project, through this framework to prove to yourself that you are making a healthy decision and that this is not just yet another example of you being a quitter. And the other one is episode four, the scanner planner episode. I cannot recommend this one highly enough, you guys, because the permission to stop part is just a small portion of it. And all of the steps or like the homework, I guess you could call it in this episode are extraordinarily beneficial. So like the brain dump that I just told you guys to do in part one of this checklist, you start with that in episode four, but then you move on to create a what have I done so far list, which will make you feel so much better about yourself if you have looked back on your life and thought that you are a person who doesn't finish things. This is going to show you what your body of work actually looks like, what your legacy thus far actually is. And it's really, really, really going to blow your mind and impress you. So it is a huge tool that you'll be able to utilize against self-doubt and imposter syndrome is such, such a 
useful exercise. So in doing that part of the homework for the episode, you're going to learn why you leave things. So if you think, if you identify as someone who quits a lot of things, what is the trigger point that makes you quit doing something? This will give you a huge amount of insight, aka clarity. When you know, I like to learn things until I feel like I have a competency at them and then they're not interesting to me anymore. Then you'll stop criticizing yourself. Then you just know that that's how you tick. I'm going to work on this until I have a competency around it. And when I know that I can do this without having to ask anyone else for help, I'm going to move on to another project. That's fine. That's very good information to have. But it also means that you're going to have to be very selective about choosing something that you want to make a business out of. Because if that is a tendency that you have, then you need to pick something that's going to be sustainable for the long term. Right? So clarity, you guys. Here's how we get it. The next item on the checklist is to get clear on your values. And I talk about values a ton. I have two articles on my blog and I will link to them on this downloadable PDF and in the show notes so that you can go and read those. One is about what your core values help you to do better. And the other is how to figure out what your core values are. Now, if you were to Google this, there'd be a lot of different methods for figuring this out, but I like my method best. I'm going to say it again. I like my method best because having done this exercise a bunch of different times, I think that mine taps more deeply into your inner knowing. I think if you sort of go about this willy-nilly, or if you just like go take a quiz online, you end up with other people's values, like what you think is important to your mom or society or your boyfriend or what the media says is important, rather than what you actually believe to be important from the depths of your soul. So I highly recommend that if you cannot answer the question, what are my five core beliefs right now? that you read those articles and do the exercises outlined in them. I also talk about core values in the Conquering the Fear of Being Visible episode, which is episode 16. And here again, a sidebar, if you guys are going back to listen to old episodes, those are going to be called The Everything Enthusiast, so don't get confused. (laughs) But the Being Visible episode is awesome sauce, you guys, because if you want to make any sort of impact as a creator or as an entrepreneur, you're going to have to get visible. And it's the thing that is really, really scary for a lot of us. And I thought that it mostly just plagued women, but I have talked to tons of men who have an obnoxious inner critic voice and imposter syndrome up the wazoo, even though they have done some truly incredible things and accomplished major feats like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So print this checklist out and start tackling these episodes at your own pace. But I think they are really, really, really going to help you move through this phase because this is the worst of it, you guys. The overwhelm zone is the place that I want you guys to get out of as soon as humanly possible. You can chill in the other zones for as long as you want, but this one is not a place where you're thriving. So let's get you the hell out. Stat. So I'm going to do an episode entirely on how to get clear on your values using using my method, the only good one in my humble opinion, in the next couple of weeks. But your next step is going to be to apply various filters to that initial brain dump that you did in step one. So your values, for example, are a filter. 
there are a variety of filters that you can use. And the goal is to start with your list of like 60 and to filter down until there are only say two or three items left on that list that make the most sense to pursue now. So if the goal is freedom, certain things are going to make the most sense to do first, right? Or certain things are going to make the most sense to pursue as a career and the others can remain hobbies. And I'm not saying hobbies can't become a career later, but let's start with the one that's going to make you the most money or is the easiest one to create passive income from. Let's start with the one that there's the most demand for in the market or the one that is the most aligned with who you are and how you want to serve, right? So you're going to apply filters starting with the clarity filter, and you're going to start to whittle down that list to what makes the most sense. So I hear you saying, but I don't really understand filters, Jenny. How do I know which filters to run them through and in what order? So here's my shameless plug. This process of running your list through filters is literally what we do in the multi-passionate master plan. So the first round of that course just ended and had great success for my clients. The feedback was amazing. Like the reverse flow charts that people made blew my mind. My favorite was a client who found a space because I said, find a space to create this like roadmap for yourself where you can see it every single day. And she didn't have a devoted workspace. So she took the side of a bookshelf and stuck sticky notes all over it. She like took a photo and sent it to me and they were all different colored sticky notes. And she had emoji stickers that she stuck on them that meant certain things or like she had reached a certain point in the journey. And when it was done, it had something like 250 little like miniature sticky notes on there. But because we had done the work together to break it down into like micro steps, small steps that she could take today, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, she knows exactly where she's going. There is no overwhelm anymore. She wakes up, she looks at her map, she follows her map, and it is freeing, you guys. This is where we're going. And I want to help you get there. So if you want to sign up for the waitlist for the next round of the multi-passionate master plan, you can do that at jennyoconnor.com forward slash master plan. So I had this plan to go through the entire timeline for you today. But I know you delightful squirrel brains are thoroughly enjoying the shorty episodes because they're just not a big old fat time commitment. So I'm actually going to stop here for today and we will dive into the other three phases in another episode. But real quick, just let me tell you what they are. Phase two, I call the messy action zone. So I'm sure your imagination can run wild with that. Phase three is the embodiment zone. You're kind of starting to hit your groove a little bit. And phase four, the freedom zone. I think we all know what that looks like. So if you want to get the downloadable PDF for this episode, it will have all of the phases and the symptoms for every phase and the checklist for every phase outlined for you. So you can read about the other phases. You're just not going to hear me explain them until I create future episodes. But you can pick that up at jennyoconnor.com forward slash timeline. 
And thank you guys so much for listening to the first ever episode of Multi-Passionate Like a Boss. I am doing a giveaway this month in celebration of the rebrand. So for the entire month of April, if you review my show, screenshot your review, and then tag me at Jenny the Wordsmith, you will be entered to win a tank top that says, Multi-Passionate, Useful as Fuck in a Zombie Apocalypse. However, it's AF. In case you don't like wearing profanity out in public, it's useful AF in a zombie apocalypse. So we're walking the line. But I say that in all the episodes and I believe it to be 100% true. And I'm going to get a bunch of these t-shirts and give them to all of my friends. And I would love to have you be a recipient of one. So screenshot it, post it on Instagram, tag me at Jenny the Wordsmith, and you will be entered to win. And until next time, remember that in life, you either get results or you make excuses. Now get on out there and do the thing.